president and staff of WTCA. It's the What's Your Opinion show, our daily talk show focusing on you, the people, events, and issues of Marshall County. Now here's your hosts, Kathy Bardorf and Rusty Nixon. Uh-oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? <laughs> Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? Huh? Huh? Anybody? Listen, guess what day it is? <laughs> oh, come on, I know you can hear me. Huh? Guess what today is? Huh? Hey, hey, listen, guess what today is? <laughs> guess what day it is? Hey, what day is it, Mike? Mike, 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 Mike. Anybody? Julie, hey, guess what day it is? It's hump day. Hump day? Hump, hump, hump day? Hump, 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 hump day? (laughs) Wow. Why are you not on? There, there we go. Oh, there. Wow. Wee. That was crazy. Yeah. That that actually sounded like they were as clamoring with this horrible weather that we have going on, too. Yeah. They're you know, fighting to get in the door here at the WTCA studios to get yeah. out of the weather. And, you know, since the elevator's been broke, you know, they had to walk up the stairs of the 75th floor of the uh, audience yeah, area. Yeah. Not, so. not, not fun. No, but they're getting their steps in, so I'm sure they're happy. <laughs> it is Wednesday, January the 25th. A little bit snowy out there. Nothing actually like I was anticipating by all of counts of the meteorologist. Um, you know, we opened, got in the car, opened the garage door, and I'm like, you can still see the driveway where it is. I mean, yeah, it has a little bit of snow on it, but... Nothing like I anticipated. I am a little bit surprised at the number of closings and cancellations that are starting to come in this morning. Uh, The Argus Community Schools are closed. They're having an e-learning day today. The Plymouth Community Schools are closed with an e-learning day, as is the Culver Community Schools. Grace Baptist Christian School is closed in e-learning. Triton Schools are closed today. Uh, Union North United is closed today. They're having a virtual day. Uh, Marion University at Ancilla College, they're opening two hours late. Cardinal Services offices and facilities are closed today. Uh, Plymouth Wesleyan Church, no Wednesday evening meal or activities. And Plymouth Trinity United Methodist Church, will be closed Wednesday and all programs canceled. So those are what we have to date. Um, I don't know. The, we have, I mean, we've gotten a few inches of snow. Yeah. And actually they said three to six inches. So we probably are nearing the three inch part of it. So this might be all we get. So I don't know. I, I, I am a little surprised that. 
<clears throat> a two-hour delay, I think, would have worked just fine. Yeah, well, for us, but uh, somebody sent in a bunch of pictures from the roads. Are they in bad and shape? Said, well, I said it's very slushy and uh, not very good. But you know, we live in northern Indiana. Yeah, but I, I would certainly think that we we northerners know how to drive on wet, slushy, snow-covered roads. Uh, do we? Uh, do we, we should. Really? Do we really? You've we been out really on really should. I, I live on Muckshaw, which is in the country. My road was plowed this morning. Um, yeah, they had. I could see some areas where they had put down some salt and sand, um, a mix there. Uh, but basically, it was it was packed, you know, packed white. But you just slow down a little bit. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, well, you want me to? You do you really want to get Bob's dash cam involved with this to show <laughs> how people know how to yes, drive in this weather? I really do. Because uh, I think he could probably come up with a uh, a moment or two, and it wasn't quite. I mean, when it's dry out, <laughs> I've driven a lot of places, and the biggest idiots in the world are from here. That's all I got uh, to say. You know, they're everywhere. Uh, yeah. Honestly, I mean, it I, doesn't matter if we're here or they're horrible, or here. if you're in Florida. <laughs> they're horrible. You know, here. there are bad drivers in you know, Florida too. The only place I've ever been where there were more is Michigan. So that is the and yeah, there's a reason why there's no fault insurance in Michigan, uh, but uh, no, you know, I, it's, I just it's it's awful here. It is awful here. I, I don't think yeah, it, is. it is. Yeah, it is. People for the most oh, I yeah, I haven't is. I haven't run into any like close calls. Knock on wood. Uh, you know anything. Oh, like I have a close call every twenty minutes. Okay, I just got Maybe somebody. That's your somebody, no, I got somebody here that agrees with me. Drivers in Plymouth are the worst. So okay, well, I uh, I would I would I already put that motion to the floor, and somebody just seconded it. So. <laughs> uh, you know, I've been studying Robert's Rules of Order. I know how this okay, works. Well, I know how this works, and that's how it works. So, I am yeah. glad, aren't you? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Good for me. Uh, we are, I hope, we are scheduled to have a guest in today on the show. Uh, Greg Hildebrand is coming in from the compound down around Burr Oak, so I'm not sure if he's going to be able to get here with these horrible roads and tremendous amounts of snow, but uh, uh, he's from Marsh County Economic Development Corporation. Will, he, they, will they let him out of the compound because, you know... <laughs> We should tell people that it's a mental health compound, oh. so that they may uh, they may want to keep him a little bit longer. He also wears a second hat, which is uh, president of the Marsh County Park Board. So we'll chat with him too a little bit about the park board. But uh, cool. Other than that, um, until he gets here, I guess we could. I don't know. Maybe let's see. We did have ball games last night. Yeah. Girls we had, played. We had one ball game, yeah. Culver, uh, you played down at CMA. Yeah, and uh, won in overtime. That I I was listening to the tail end of that one. 
Um, and that the tail end of the official time had a weird ending. So can you explain yeah, well, that to our listeners? I'm still waiting for confirmation. <laughs> what I think happened was, and it was because uh, Bill Murchie, the head coach at uh, Culver, called the timeout he didn't have. And they were up by two. Um, and so we got to shoot technicals and got the ball back. Two free throws, tied it up, sent it to overtime. With like two seconds left is when all this happened. So, um, yeah, that, that that's, now, I, that's I, a tough I've, way to lose I've it. watched at the Plymouth games, uh, you know, and we have had, um, oh, darn it, the art teacher who all those years was the art teacher. The candy man up in the press box. Oh, Herb. Yeah, Herb Evelyn. Yeah. You know, he was the one who kind of kept track and, and would tell them. I would see him telling the the, well, the benches, usually, like, yeah. how many you've got left. And if you got a, a 30-second or a 60-second one. Keep track. And so somebody somebody somewhere messed up. Well, coach didn't ask. Coaches, Do I have any time there is, left? There is usually an assistant coach whose job is to is go to over and ask how or? many. Okay. Yeah, especially after you've called a couple, they go over and ask to be sure. Um, after every time out, they'll go over. It's usually the head coach, but there's – forget who it is at Plymouth. I think maybe Jeff Sheets. But every time they call a timeout, the guy goes over, how many we got left? So – so they know where they're so they at. So know where they're at. I got a feeling that didn't happen because it was uh, it was one of those games you get caught up in, um, especially if you're trying to if Win. you're trying to figure out how to help your kids get get a W. It's it, sometimes you I don't know you get caught up in things. I uh, yeah, it was uh, I I couldn't believe that. That, that happened and then uh, we didn't score after we got the ball in but see you you not only get free throws you get the ball back aha uh -huh. so um yeah it was uh, but we only had like two seconds left 2.5 seconds okay. left to get the ball in yeah. and score that's pretty much a grab and shoot yeah and, uh, we didn't even it was intercepted Attempt. well it was intercepted oh. when it came in so uh but then we ended up winning by um um, a few eight actually eight, eight? Uh, okay. 55 47 but it was it was a uh, one possession game for the whole overtime and then they had to foul at the end and obviously you know people don't understand at the end of a game that's that close the other team has to foul to try to get the ball back and if you got good free throw shooters on the floor you can extend the lead quite a ways in mm -hmm. a very short amount of time uh, which is what happened. It was like a one one to three point game for the entire overtime till the very end of it. So, hmm. uh, really good game. Girls are playing well, and um, they play again on Thursday night. Yeah, they play Northridge, home. Yeah. Okay. Um, and Northridge is one of the best teams in Northern Indiana. Oh, so okay. uh, they're they're really really good. So we'll see what happens there. But that's the uh, tune up for the sectional. I forgot what day we play. I think it's Wednesday. In the sectional. Yeah. Okay. Um, we drew. Uh, who did we draw? I forgot. Yeah. I think Riley. I'm not sure. Got a good chance. Oh yeah, to, we talked uh, about this. Uh, good chance to to win that first game, really. The first game, but yeah. then the second game, yeah. our choice we'll is be, going up against yeah. like a it, powerhouse. It's going to be or, South Bend, Washington. And yeah. They're, and it's going to be like very... I said last year. They won the state championship by about seventy three points or something <laughs> like that. Matter of fact, there are people saying. Well, they, they they were piling it on. Well, 
you're in the state championship game. I'm not sure how you can pile on there. Uh, you either deserve to be there or you don't. So, yeah. you know, I, I'm one of those guys who if you, if you score that many on me, it's my fault, not yours. If I didn't prepare my team to play defense better than that, then that's on me. Now, if you're still – it's like in baseball. If you're ahead by 20 or whatever, you know, don't tell your kids you're putting in to play soft because that may be the only time they get in the ball game. Yeah. It's not fair to them to yeah. say, okay, you got to, you got to make outs now and you got to, you got to swing it, you know, no, let them play. Just stop stealing bases and, uh, bunting yeah. and stuff like that. If I can't stop you, that's not your fault. That's mine. We uh, speaking of putting in the second string basically last night. You know, I'm I'm uh, I've been watching the Culver Town meeting. And then it's like, oh, wrestling is starting, so I have to get off oh, of the yeah, town meeting right. so I can watch wrestling. To last night, and I get the wrestling up and I get it on the TV screen for me, and and the 125 kid is wrestling, and I'm so I Jim's down here doing a ball game, so I I call him. I said, are you watching wrestling? He goes, yeah. He goes, is that our regular kid? I said, I don't know. I just got it up and. We're going along, and I'm really not paying a whole lot of attention, but somewhat. And it's like, well, this is a different kid. Well, this is a different. We have a kid at 141 pounds. He's a national champion last year, and he didn't wrestle last night. And I'm yeah. like, what is going on? So then, you know, we get to we get to 165. I got the I got I got my phone ready. I'm going to record it, and it's like, that's not David. Yeah. So of course I message. My daughter, who doesn't message me right back, so I have to message my grandson. Are you okay? And then I happen they happen to show a crowd scene. I think, I think that's him sitting in the stands with some girl. And so I, you know, are you okay? Yep, they just put in the second string today. So I said, Are you wrestling on Thursday? And he goes, Yes, I will. Sitting in the stands with yeah, some he's girl. Yeah, sitting in the stand. Yeah, the the they had a much smaller team and. The most of the star they only had three starters on the team. What kind of a lax coach lets his players <laughs> sit in them, whether they're wrestling or not? You know what? I knew knew a couple of guys that okay. The only time you did that with my dad was if you were injured. Yeah, no. football. Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't let injured players stand on the sideline. If you were hurt, really? you were in the stance. Oh wow! He says you know, none of this. None of this standing on the sideline in your in your jersey. No, uh -uh. you're hurt. You're too. If you're too hurt to, to be play, on the field, then you're not on the field. You <laughs> sit with your parents. You're not on the sideline. So, yeah. and I don't. I don't have a problem with that. There, there were several of them. I noticed after, at the end of it, then that came down out of the stands and helped put the mats away and stuff so yeah i don't I, I got that but yeah he's sitting up in the stands with his girlfriend i think i, think I might have him with a clipboard outlining <laughs> the moves that were being made and doing a little scouting for the future but yeah i would have had him doing something <laughs> well, instead of sitting with a girl in the stands what is that that's, that's lax socializing discipline. that's, that's lax what discipline. is about lax discipline you gotta oh. you gotta but when you're on when you're on the mat you're focused well, he wasn't on the mat tonight, so he didn't You're have to near be it. focused. You're near it. It's meat night. You got to be focused. <laughs> got to be ready to go. I just, you know, that I'm guy might get hurt while he's wrestling, and then who's going to take his place? Well, if he's already wrestling, there's no. They're not going to bring in, you know, the backup to finish Why off not? the match. Why not? That doesn't work that way. Well, it should. Well, 
We won 40 to 9, I believe. You shouldn't get penalized because you got hurt. <laughs> uh, that, that should, that this isn't like be. football. If you get hurt, the quarterback is hurt. They put in a set, the next quarterback. This is wrestling. It's you and the other guy, and that's it. Well, so. if he hurts you, he should lose. <laughs> no. Not supposed to hurt people. Uh, you know, it's one of those kind of sports. Believe me. It sounds unfair to me. But. <laughs> Uh, there, there, we have a we have a, a person that's joined us in the studio this morning already. Mr. Hildebrand is here. Good morning, Greg. Good morning. Good morning. I'm so glad you were able to got get the dog that snow. Yeah, got the dog team tied up oh, out good. there. Oh, good. All right. Got him. Good. Thank goodness. I saw this my morning. My nana to the north impression. You know. <laughs> I saw this morning there's actually a town, I forget where it was, uh, that has a taxi that's a dog team. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. I bet that'd be yeah. fun. Oh, I would think it would be in Alaska, but I don't know. I'm not sure. I thought it was in northern Canada, but it could be. Hmm. I don't know. I forgot. I can look up the story again. But yeah, they have a uh, they have a dog team taxi in this uh, hmm. in this city. So so you get on your parka and you get yeah. in the sled and they and, cover you up yeah. with a blanket and off you go. They take you. Wow. So yeah, would be difficult. I wonder if it could pull Jim and I together, or if we'd have to have two taxis. <laughs> well, they'd, they'd probably swap out the, the regular dogs to some, you know, yeah. Great Danes or something. <laughs> Maybe some war elephants, something yeah. like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, that that would be who had to carry me. Get this, uh, eight eight Saint Bernards all hooked up. With those the, little barrels around yeah, their neck say, with the rum in the, it or whatever. Got yeah. the brandy around the neck. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, I'm okay with that. Remember the the cartoon, the Bugs Bunny cartoon? Oh, sure. Where the guy would guy would be frozen and he'd come out of the <laughs> as a as a block of ice and so the yeah. dog comes running up with the brandy, opens it up, mixes up a martini, drinks it and runs away. <laughs> okay. That was perfect. Yeah. Sits there, opens it up, and you think, oh, he's making a martini for him, and then he drinks it and runs off. So, In a kid's yeah, was, cartoon. Oh, yeah. yeah, was, oh, yeah. That's, that's classic. I love mm. that. Yeah. Bugs Bunny. What? You ever watch Bugs Bunny? Yeah, There's a lot of adult re- humor in Bugs there, Bunny. Yeah, there, there was. That there goes was. right over the kids' heads. Yeah, yes. but it's still funny to them. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, those are, those are well written. They do. They Very stand, well written. They do stand a test of time. They do. It's like the Lucy show. You can go mm-hmm. back and watch oh, those yes. now, and they're still just as funny oh, as they yeah. were back in the day. I, I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, I do have a little bit of local news. Monday evening, um, the police chief, Dave Bacon, was given permission to offer conditional employment to Kenton Lovely. Kenton currently lives in Ohio, but he's actually originally from this area. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a criminal justice background. And he's been working in criminal justice and some law enforcement over in Ohio. But he wants to come back to this neighborhood. And he has an offer from now Plymouth. He also has another offer from a neighboring agency in the area. And the chief wanted to get this firmed up on Monday night so that he could get that offer out. Because he said that Kenton's number one choice was Plymouth. And so... um, there was a question about uh, academy training, Bill Walters asked, and uh, Kenton has done some training in Ohio, um, and so they may be able to seek a waiver on a portion of the police academy training here, but uh, they aren't sure yet, and if not, he'll have to take the whole, 
I don't know, six week course or whatever. But uh, yeah. they did grant the uh, the chief permission to go ahead and make an offer to him. So that is a good thing. Yes, it is. Uh, both the commissioners and the county council uh, earlier this month approved the request of the Marsh County Health Department to seek a state reimbursement for uh, vaccine administration. Uh, while initially this started out with COVID, this is for all vaccines that the health department gets, especially for those who don't have insurance. If you have insurance, they're going to bill your insurance for the administration cost of it, not for the vaccine itself, but for the administration of it. Um, and so then then they can go get the money back and bring it back to this county. And so it's actually a substantial amount of money, $76,800. So that's a lot of money um, that they you know, can yeah. use, definitely. And I was really surprised both uh, the council and the commissioners were uh, approved that. So that's a good thing. Uh, also... The Marshall County Firefighter of the Year for 2022 was announced. Um, each year, the Marshall County uh, Fire Association recognizes one firefighter in the county as Firefighter of the Year. Nominations are accepted at the end of the year, and then a committee reviews those nominations and selects the winner. Um, and so for this past year, uh, the typical new fire chief nominated his assistant chief, Keith McIntyre for that honor, and um, which is a little bit different. Typically, these honors go um, to a firefighter who's done some heroic act. Uh, but what actually happened on this one is Keith McIntyre actually set up the very first for him, a Firefighter 1 and 2 Recruit Academy class. It was held down at the Tippecanoe Fire Department, and so it's training new recruits to become firefighters, certified firefighters. And um, we all know budgets are limited. The typical new fire department has limited resources. And so Assistant Chief McIntyre actually paid for the supplies for this course out of his own pocket and actually missed thousands of dollars of overtime with his full-time job to actually conduct this training session. Wow. And so, uh, you know, he, he made sure that everything was set up and, and prepared when the students arrived for their training each night, um, especially on some of those nights when he actually was doing shift work and couldn't be there. Um, and so um, while, you know, it wasn't a heroic act, uh, the typical the new fire chief thought it was very important to recognize somebody who actually is leaving the fire service better than they found it. Um, and with that training uh, came 12 newly certified firefighters between Marshall and Kosciuszko County. So I thought that was, you know, really that's something different, but it, it really is nice that yeah. they stepped up to the plate uh, to do that. Absolutely. Also uh, got the information on the utility vehicle that the cemetery is purchasing. Mike Collins uh, opened up bids during the Plymouth Board of Public Works and Safety meeting on Monday evening. He's got this budget uh, in his budget for this year, um, and, and he knows what he wants. He wants a bobcat, 
So he actually asked uh, Bobcat of Fort Wayne, Bobcat of Michiana, and Bobcat of Warsaw to bid on a, what is it called? A UW-56 Bobcat Toolcat. Um, it's kind of, I don't know how to explain it. It's, it's a glorified. It's a like a side-by-side side 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 kind of type with thing. With toolboxes. And yeah. And this one actually has a dump bed on it. Oh. Um, and it comes with a snow blade. It comes with a snow blower. It also comes with a bucket so they can like do digging with it. Uh, and it has forks on it. And I, I was surprised at the difference in the quotes. High quote came from Bobcat of Warsaw at $55,500. Um, Bobcat of Fort Wayne was at 47200 And Bobcat of Michiana was at uh, $41,100. So um, Mike Collins asked to take the bids under review. He was going to compare them and make sure they were all the same. And then he wanted to go ahead and award it to the lowest and most responsible bidder so that they could get that request in and get that transaction moving. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, those, I I sure those things are like everything else. They're hard to come by anymore. It's what, $16,000 difference? Yeah. That almost sounds like they forgot a piece of equipment or something. Something seems very crazy there. uh, At that price, I might buy one. That, you know, well, if he doesn't get all three, get yeah, back yeah, and forth to work, you know. Yeah, I was going to say, ride it around just, town. You yeah. could just do the sidewalks when you're coming yeah. to work in the morning. Exactly. The street department see, would see really if they get like a, that. A two for one deal or something like that. You know, yeah. split the cost with you. <laughs> yeah, I got. I I think I might buy one at that price. There you go. It'd come in handy. It would be interesting. Yeah, when I'm trying to get rid of uh, stuff on the porch, you know, clean it out. Just go just in there with the bobcat. Yeah, just pick, go in there and pick yeah. it all up, carry it out with the bobcat. There you mm-hmm. go. That work. Think or I'm, the snowblower. I'm gonna Blow it out to, to the curb. I'm going to have to uh, sell Maggie on getting a bobcat. <laughs> Good luck. I'll have to do She'll that. think you want a real bobcat. Yeah. No, like what, a soft, no, purry no, type no, thing. No, no, what will happen is we'll buy it and then she'll drive it. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. what will happen. Yeah. We'll see her yeah. commuting around town. Yeah. And see see Maggie driving that bobcat. She probably, And, you know, knowing her, if she wanted a parking space, she'd just pick the car up and just move, move it. Just yeah. yeah. the arm. Pull in. Yeah. Just pick up the yeah. front bumper and drag it out. Yeah. Yep, drag it out and put her put the bobcat in there. I'm sure she'd do that. So nice. So nice of you. Uh, Officer John Weir with the Plymouth Police Department did a traffic stop Monday morning about 1115 at Michigan and Skylane Drive. The driver of that vehicle, 42-year-old Angela Manns of Culver, was found to have an active warrant out of Marshall County. Uh, she was taken into custody, transported to Marshall County Jail, and booked in for theft slash embezzlement. So, okay, all the details I have on that one, but uh, well, sounds that like embezzlement a, thing was like hmm. some backstory here. There's yeah. theft. I I mean, theft is theft, but it, the embezzlement was kind of interesting. It could to be me. the movie of the week. There you go. Oh, and what's the rest of the story? The person got drug into the under the seedy underbelly of embezzlement. <laughs> Started out as a kind, common, everyday accountant, yet something went terribly wrong. See, I'm creating a whole story. Yes, here. you are. Prescription drugs gone wrong. Yes, one of those stories. One yeah. of those stories, and yeah. Uh, yeah, probably some Claritin or something yeah. like that. You know, became addicted to uh, yeah. Benadryl. And, Next thing uh, you know, she's moving, she's moving stolen cars. Yeah, to yeah. there you go. 
You guys are crazy. I got the whole thing set yep. up. That's I'm going right to pitch that this afternoon. <laughs> Some producer. Give him a call. I got a story for you. All right. Let us know how that plays out. I'm sure it'll, it'll play out well. Uh-huh. Yeah. The town of La Paz is looking for a couple of candidates, or at least one candidate, who is interested in running for the La Paz town clerk position. Uh, currently, Lorraine Drove sits in that position. She is going to be retiring and does not want to run again. Uh, Dove has served 11 years on the La Paz Town Council. And then in May of 2019, she was appointed to town clerk to serve out the town, t- the term of Susan Albert. And so uh, they are looking for somebody interested in that position. Um, you know, you definitely need to have some financial information there because you're, you're going to be doing, you know, collections, distributions. Uh, you you got to yeah. be doing checks and that kind of stuff. Uh, so anyone who is interested, you have to live within the town of La Paz. Um, and they suggest you contact your party chairman for more information. Candidates have until noon on May 3rd to file in the county clerk's office. Um, and the clerk's office can help you with the filing part of it. That It's not that complicated. Right. They're more than willing to help you on that part. But finding somebody in La Paz, um, that, that's the difficult part of it. Yeah. You know, it, uh, it's not just a simple well, thing that they can do. It's not like you've got tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people to choose from either. I mean, if you're living in La Paz, not not a lot of I don't of know what there. their population is, but yeah. I, and you know, the other thing you got to be careful, you got to have somebody who's at least sort of qualified, don't you? I mean, yes, I would yeah. certainly think so. Yes. Yeah, you have to have somebody who understood Things can go the, sideways with a, a, a town clerk yeah. in a hurry if they're not. On really there's a lot quickly. of paperwork that, yeah. you know, has I mean, to I don't want to scare anybody away <laughs> from it, but <laughs> yeah, you need to have a little bit of yeah going on for you because it, it can you, get sideways yeah. and, and you got to be careful because the state board of accounts will come yes. in there. you're going to be dealing with an audit and yes. one simple yep. i don't know how to do this mistake is just could be ridiculously I, unbelievable i don't know but, if you remember the the north judson clerk that accidentally sold Graves. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. That hasn't been two that different long people. ago. Oh. She sold uh, yeah. two different families. Uh, yeah, about Maggie was talking about three that. or four, or five <laughs> spots, and they and they yeah. overlapped. And so yeah, uh, they yeah that and it was it was just it was record keeping yeah. accident. accident. It yeah. wasn't like she was pocketing half the money. Yeah. From the other oh, one. they had a huge yeah thing over that the one the. One family had already buried somebody, and then <laughs> and what happened is they sold. Okay, they bought them in a row. Yeah, yeah. And they sold the two in the middle, and oh, they still so had that, the ones. Yeah, on they the were end. overlapped. Yeah. So, yeah, I so, don't want. Yeah, yeah, I don't want somebody in well, my family yeah. plot. Yeah, somebody right. else in here. So yeah, so they, they had to. Ex- I think they did. They end up exhuming the. the one? I'm not oh, sure what goodness. they did. I yeah. I have a. I think. They, I don't know. I, don't I have remember. no idea what they did. I don't remember. I know Maggie was talking about it because it was a big deal over oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, was, it would uh, be. It know. hasn't been that long ago either. <laughs> no, it's no. It's within the last few weeks so. that they finally Ooh, uncovered it. But ah. it was just a, a you know, just yeah. a, a error. Yep, just a, exactly. You know, and it uh, wasn't like there was anything going on. So they you just, need somebody who is very meticulous. Yes. 
somebody who is good with numbers. Yes. Yeah. Um, somebody who can relate to the public. Yes. Because I mean, you do have to yep. deal with the public, so. And you have to deal with the the <laughs> town council. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. That could be your problem you right there. Yeah, rain yeah. in. Uh, well, yeah, honestly, yeah, the clerk knows how much yeah. money you guys have, and so it's kind of like up to the clerk to kind of control the spending uh, of the town council. At too, least remind them know? of. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, you guys approved this. Where do you want me to pay for it from? So it's like that. Yeah, you got to all work together. Yeah. So, um, also uh, coming up this weekend at the Marsh County Museum. Um, they are starting a special four-week program. It's going to be held on Saturdays from 11 to 1. It's called Prehistoric Marshall County. And this is a hands-on experience for kids of all ages. And this first one is called Skulls and Stories. And uh, you can probably guess who might be doing this. Isn't that a secret organization at Harvard or something? <laughs> Skulls and stories that one George Bush in that. Yeah, I think, yeah, well, I think there so. are several presidents. Yeah, that I think so. That. It, skull and I can't remember the rest I of it. I can't remember. Yeah. Skulls and stories. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Now, um, Bill Snyder. Oh, okay. Former science yeah. teacher at oh, That's High right. School. He's really into he the archaeology really into yeah. that stuff. Yeah. Right. And has been on lots of digs oh, yeah. and stuff. And so um, you're going to learn about uh, animal skulls and look at some tooth samples and uh, learn about their diets and their habitats. And then you're going to get a passport to discovery booklet. And each time you come, they're going to put a picture in there. Um, and anybody who comes to all four sessions is actually going to receive a real Marshall County fossil that they get to keep and take oh, home. Wow. So I've never I, had one of those. Do you realize how much time you used to spend looking for fossils uh, when you were a kid? Indian beads. Oh, yeah. Indian yes. Beads. Yeah. yeah. Find that. yeah. And I remember, I remember my freshman year, I believe it was, of high school. I took science, integrated science in the summer. And we went to the dunes, we went to Turkey Run, and then we went out on State Road 17 somewhere by West School, out that way somewhere, and dug and looked at stone. I think we were looking at rocks at yeah. that point. Um, well, I remember but, uh, Mr. Parsons took us to a, a quarry. Oh. And we were we were studying geology, and oh, so he wow. took us in there, and so we found rocks and had to identify them and stuff like that. Yeah. Was, that was a fun afternoon. I love rocks. Well... This is for bones and skulls yeah. and all kinds of other things. On February 4th, it'll be three ways to study the earth. Um, on February 11th, decoding your fossils. And on February the 18th, start your own dig. What are the steps that kids need to take now that they can go out and do some of their own digs? So those are going to be Saturday, the next four Saturdays from 11 o'clock until 1 um, at the museum. So, you know, make plans to get your kids there and, and get them involved. I mean, what a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um, also do want to let folks know that Marshall County is under an advisory level travel advisory, which is the lowest level. It is just warning you that roads are not clear mm. and dry and all of that, that there are chances There's... for slide offs that, you know, yeah. slick spots on the road. Give yourself a little extra yeah. space at this intersections. And... Just to be cautious about yeah. what's happening and what's going on out there. So shouldn't be a big thing. And then 
Finally, on Saturday, January 27th, about uh, just after midnight, Officer Vision uh, was doing, with the Plymouth Police Department, was doing a DUI patrol, and he observed a passenger car disregard the traffic light at the intersection of Michigan and Plymouth Goshen Trail. So he did a traffic stop and found the driver to be impaired. Um, They also found marijuana and drug paraphernalia inside the vehicle. 53-year-old Andrew Espick of Glacier Drive in Plymouth was arrested and booked into the Marshall County Jail for operating with a blood alcohol content of 0.15% or greater and possession of marijuana. He was held on a $1,500 cash bond. Okay, I believe, Rusty, I have done my news for the day. Rusty's. Are you fighting with the computer? Well, I didn't want to say that, but yeah, I am. <laughs> where's that, where's that little got, button that you like? No phone. Ah, got, the, 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 we have no phone. So. The simple, the easy the button's button. not working. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, let us take our first break because we do have Greg Hildebrand here in the yeah. studio this morning. Um, I think we probably have a prize to give away today. Yeah, we too. do. Um, we got a couple of things. All righty. Um, we're going to do this. For I am not Mr. Lebowski. You're Mr. Lebowski. I'm the dude. So that's what you call me, you know? Uh, that or uh, his dudeness or uh, duder or, uh, you know, El Duderino, if you're not into the whole brevity thing. Um, and I am a priest in the uh, a church of the dude. <laughs> the dude? Actually. Yeah. <laughs> the dude church. Uh, Big Lebowski movie. If you haven't seen it, see it. It is an R-rated movie. So right, and it's this Sunday to, at yeah. the Reese. And it is definitely an R-rated some, movie. Some language, uh, I think, yeah. in there. Yeah, well, so, you know, have a yeah. white Russian and enjoy your... Exactly. It has Lebowski. some strong language, some drug content, and there is sexuality and brief violence. But uh, it's a good movie. It is. Um, yeah. And, yeah, you can enjoy their drink specials of a white Russian, so... Ooh. Come on out to a Sunday afternoon matinee at 2 o'clock at the Reese. Tickets are $5 for adults to get in. This one is rated R, so you have to be 21 and older to get yeah. in to come to this movie. I and they so. promise no nihilists or ferrets will be there. So okay. um, we have a Hoosier racing tire hat to go with that. Oh. Camouflage. Ooh. Okay. So... There you go. You can wear that to the movie. Prize package worth billions. It's camouflage. So, you know, it it, it goes with uh, what's what's his name? Uh, John Goodman. Gosh dang it. Why can't I remember his character's name? Yeah. It'll go with that. So, anyway, we have caller number uh, 8-574-936-4096. 574-936-4096. Tickets to the Big Lebowski and a Hoosier Tire Racing Camouflage hat. It's one of a kind. So make sure you call. Looking for bigger internet speeds at a better value? Surf Fiber has Plymouth covered. Go big with Surf and you'll get reliable, fiber-fast internet up to 25 times faster than cable. With Surf, there are no contracts or hidden fees, and you get a low, locked-in price that will never go up. Want to speed things up even more? Go gig and get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers. It's the best deal of the year. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. Are you looking for a new hauler for trash removal? Call Apex Waste. Large or small, we'll take your call. When you choose Apex Waste, there's no long-term contracts 
no hidden fees, and no taxes. What we say is what you pay. Apex Waste is a local family-owned company that is dedicated to reliable, friendly service. Call Apex Waste at 574-896-APEX. That's 574-896-2739. Or visit us online at apexwaste.net. If you're looking to move out of your parents' place, you could really cut expenses by bundling your car and renter's insurance with Progressive, which is good because your little brother has gotten really territorial. You're blood-related. You'd think it would be fine to share food in the fridge. I mean, who writes their name on every individually wrapped slice of cheese, Tyler? Still, you've got to admire the commitment. So bundle your renter's and car insurance with Progressive and use the savings to help you move out and have all the cheese you want. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company coverage provided in service by affiliates and third-party insurers. Choose independence and peace of mind. That's what you'll find at Miller's Assisted Living in Plymouth. Miller's apartments have been thoughtfully designed with your comfort and enjoyment in mind. Miller's would like to invite you to come out and let our enthusiastic staff give you a personal tour. Miller's Senior Living Community. This community's choice for assisted living. be heard give us a call now at 574-936-4096 for what's your opinion now back to kathy and rusty all right we're back uh we had a winner i'm not sure who it was i was fighting with the phone occupied. Uh, the phone is not working in the studio for yeah. us this morning so we're not going to be able to take phone calls uh, we'll have to get the phone company if down I, here if i yep. touch Hyper a nerve and you want to contact me you can Text me and I'll, I'll if I see something I'll I'll bring it up. But okay. We did have a text somebody I talked about uh, when school cancels and this day will be tacked on. That that is I at one point that was the case, but this is an e-learning day. Case. Yeah, so yes, e-learning. Okay e-learning. Right they don't. They oh. can't have what is it two e three e-learning days in a, in a row, row or something right. like that. But yeah, I, I thought they had set some sort of parameters of because uh, they yeah, were limits. afraid that people were using them. They're um, in the old the the state of Indiana has a certain number of days you have to be in school. They instituted right. that a, a few years ago, and if you had more snow days, that they would tack them on if you didn't have enough snow days built yeah. into the right, schedule. Right, right. But now they don't have to do that because they have e-learning. So, yeah. Um, but yeah. It, but yeah. And, um. Yeah. Uh, because I can remember one year, we had to tack on days, and then it impacted oh, it went graduation. All the way to graduation. Yeah, that was. So ugly. that yeah. ended up 
then they decided the corporation yeah. decided to move graduation further out so that yeah. they had days to be yeah. able to do that. And that 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 yeah. taught everybody an important lesson. That, that's <laughs> yes, not going to happen again, I don't think. In the, in our generation anyway. I think you're it probably It was such right. an ugly day that we all all scarred. I think I'm, it was uh, like the day of graduation <laughs> there were still seniors that they had to test or that we didn't know that night if they were going to graduate or not. It was so bad, so yeah. Well, yeah. I, uh, there were halls rented. And <laughs> Is my kid going to graduate or <laughs> invites not? Invites sent out. I'm going to file suit. <laughs> to, for they need to have snow days. Kids need to. They need to break just, their computers on e-learning days. Just blow off and hit. We the used to go sledding. sledding. Yes. Yeah. We used to go, go skating on a snow day, not sit at home with a computer doing math. So. <laughs> That's a concept. You know, if you have so many snow days by the time you're a sophomore in high school, you don't have to take, you can take one less semester of PE. I think that's great. Well, <laughs> there PE, you go. You know, yeah. I wouldn't have been dumping PE. I would have been in there. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. You, he figured you had you, enough yeah, exercise you had enough with all those Calculus, days. maybe. No. Geometry, maybe. No, not no, PE. No. So. You're not staying at home at a cozy fire reading, you know, <laughs> calculus. No. Working on uh, no exactly. Well, you know, differentials and What's things that? like that. That's, Is that in a car? That's a, ca- a calculus. Uh, I was oh, trying to think. Okay. There's uh, differentiation. Yeah, there's a differential and, in a car. I yeah, thought yeah. differentiation. Well, I've got, I've got, I know integration as much about cars as I've, I do. It's been a long time yeah. since I had calculus. I oh, you were gonna, it. you were gonna draw me a picture of something, Rusty, the other oh, day. Oh, a rhombohedron. Yes. I'll have to yeah. do that. You work on that. Yeah. Rhombohedron. That's my favorite geometric shape. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't. It doesn't come to mind right away. Oh, to... I okay. I'll look it up. <laughs> you guys go ahead. I will look it up. Okay. I don't even know how to spell it, but there it is. Oh, it's it's see, a, it's a cube that got smacked in the head. Yes, it is. That's my favorite <laughs> geometric shape. Because I'm a cube that got That's, smacked in the head. That uh, that explains a lot about me. A leaning cube. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah right. I, I I love a, that. Yeah. My favorite. My favorite. I like the colors that, that that Kathy they picked on that that yeah. one to show you the red and it's kind of like a it, cyan it's and yellow dimensional or I mean you see all yeah. the all oh, yeah, of it so yeah. see yeah you get the it's a great geometric shape and if you're looking for a favorite one that that's a good one to choose yeah uh, it looks yeah. a little too complicated yeah. for me sorry I'm more yeah. simple. <laughs> it's a good shape. Okay. Perfect shape. Speaking of shapes, we have Greg Hildebrand in. He's got a yes. great shape. Yes. He is uh, currently the interim director of the Marsh County Economic Development Corporation. That's right. Thank um, you. Thank you for coming in. Since I said interim, I guess first thing I, I want to ask, you know, how are things going? It's going well. Um, uh, yes, interim. And uh they be, the board's look, thinking about the March timeline to make a, a permanent decision. Okay. So um, I'll be interim for a few more months. A few more months, and then we'll see what's going on there. Um, they they Hopefully. are they past the accepting application stage, or are um, they still in that phase? Do you know? I don't know that they ever. That, I mean, no, accept applications, but I don't know that it was ever posted or really anything put like out. that. So. Ah, interesting. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. Um, you know, and just just to really shock you explain to our listeners what <laughs> <There you go. laughs> okay 
what Marshall County Economic Development Corporation is or what they do for this county. Uh, what they do. Um, most counties uh, have what is called a local economic development uh, organization or a LIDO. It, you know, there's a lot of acronyms in, when you get into this sort of thing. And what uh, Marshall County Economic Development Corporation is uh, Marshall County's local economic development organization. They basically, there's three uh, main areas of focus. Uh, one is to attract uh, additional industry manufacturers to our area to to bring jobs and in, in, into our area and also the uh, investment that comes along with it. The second one is to uh, retain and expand existing industry that's here already to help them uh, expand, create more jobs. And in the third uh, part of that uh, is entrepreneurship and also the workforce development. Uh, it's a talent uh aspect of um, making sure there's talent and workforce here <laughs> for the uh, industry and, and that, to develop those areas. So, so uh, presently, uh, our, we have ongoing uh, attraction. We work with the state and, our, and then we have a regional economic development organization. That's the South Bend Elkhart Regional Partnership. Um, I hope I think I told you that I, I mentioned to them that our name isn't in there. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so um, we, Marshall County just doesn't even show up. We, yes. <laughs> but uh, anyway, we are part of that region, and we and there's advantages to us being part of that region, you know. And it if you stand back and look at it from you know that that high level uh, as that region goes, so does Marshall County. So do we. You know, well, there's a lot of people that work and commute to South Bend, St. Joe County, and Elkhart County into Marshall County, and also vice versa, Marshall County into those. So uh, we, you know, the old saying, a rising tide affects all. We're part of that tide. <laughs> you know, as, as that region goes, we go. So uh, part of our attraction efforts are connected with them and the state of Indiana. Uh, then the business retention and expansion uh, actually, I was just part of a, a discussion yesterday with the Indiana Economic Development Corporation, a statewide organization, and uh, uh, that's something they're going to be getting more involved in on the local level. Uh, there are some uh, co companies that they would like to uh, help and and uh, help expand. It's something that we have we do also uh, interviews with them try to keep in touch with them, work with them, and see what are their obstacles that they face every day, uh, how can we be of assistance. And we also uh, like to aggregate that and say that uh, perhaps uh, some of our, our top employers like Hoosier and Pretzels and Zentas, uh, there's probably common obstacles, common frustrations they have, and, and how can we work, and, and we keep individual companies' uh, information confidential, but as a whole, you know, we can speak that Marshall County industry is has a hard time attracting workforce, or has a hard time attracting uh, the upper level uh, talent in their, for their industry, like engineers, uh, accountants, things of that nature, so... And also, I believe part of that at one point was like housing, and that's the where, lack of yeah. housing for you know Hoosier wants to 
mm-hmm. hire an engineer to come here and there's not appropriate housing for that right. engineer. Yeah. Or, you know, sometimes you move to a new community and it's like, well, I don't, I don't know this community well enough to know exactly where I want to live right now. So right. I'd like to just maybe rent something for six months, kind of right. feel it out and see if I want to live in Plymouth or do I want to live in South Bend and commute down or whatever. So. Yeah. And, and in those three uh, items, those three core uh, areas of interest, I didn't mention quality of life, but the the way economic development has changed in the last 15 years from when the organization first got started you would when it first got started it, you would provide to uh site selectors we have you know shovel ready sites over here we have empty uh warehouses empty industrial sites here uh the communities are willing to work with you as far as tax abatements tiff zones to help the infrastructure things of that nature and then and you really concentrate on bringing that in and they would produce they would produce or bring a couple hundred jobs a couple thousand people would show up for those couple hundred jobs you know and and it would grow the county that way that has changed a lot in the last generation, the last 15 years or so, in that people are, are not following jobs like that. That uh, it really, they're looking at a quality of life. Where, where, where do I want to reside? What ha- place has the uh, amenities that I'm looking for? And then I'll find a job or a career in that area. So uh, in order to do those three, uh, our three core interests, we really need to be instrumental in, in helping improve the quality of life in Marshall County. So you've seen us kind of uh, get involved in Crossroads and some of the other areas uh, in the county because it improves that quality of life. Uh, crossroads out, out in education, schools, things of that nature, because that's what people are looking for. It's not it's not enough to anymore to say we have 200 jobs going unfilled in Marsh County, which, which we do, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know, that's not attracting anybody. That, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> what, what we need to do to attract people is say, okay, we have this housing available. The cost of living here is real, is, is reasonable, very reasonable. Uh, quality of school is very, very good. Um, Recreational uh, opportunities are plenty. Uh, you're within easy travel to world-class amenities, things of that nature, and that helps attract people to the area. So uh, that's where you see us kind of shifting and getting more involved in, in that. We haven't given up on those three core, uh, our three basic jobs, but in order to do those, we had to kind of shift on, on what we focus on. Well, and that's good that you can be flexible and, and make those changes when yeah. when they come around. Right. And and you'll see, I mean, it's no secret that uh, the, the, the big hurt, the thing that's bothered us the most and, and we're really concerned about and is the population decline in Marshall County. In the last, uh, between the 2020 census and the 2010 census, Marshall County lost 1,100 mm-hmm. residents. That's not good for anybody. Um, it, it, you know, that means the rest of us have to pick up the slack where those people were yeah. paying that, their share in, in the taxes and, and, and that that's now passed on to the, the, the remainder of us. Um, so that's uh, 
one of the things we're really concerned about is is how can we uh, shift that population loss. And but if you look statewide, Indiana had a low but but decent population gain, but those gains were all in areas that had the amenities that people are looking for. You know, you, you you're talking about the the in central Indiana around the you know, the Marion County donut, you yes. know, those counties right around there, uh, up in the region near Chicago. Uh, there's a couple outliers, but but uh, Allen County, you know, Adams County, those areas there uh, really had the bulk of the population increase. Marshall County is not alone in, in a decline, but uh, it's, it's something we'd like to, I mean, we all think it's a wonderful the best place to live it's just a matter of exposing people to it you know just say yeah oh yeah <laughs> you know, definitely hey uh i don't know why you'd want to choose anywhere else but uh they're looking for amenities that uh, are an investment i mean i don't know how else to put it uh um and that's employees are looking for amenities and then they'll find a job when they get there exactly. a lot of time. They're right, not right. used to be you would go for the job and then yeah. you know, Hope enjoy there was. the community that yeah. you picked. But not anymore. I mean, now it's like let's go see okay, my my kids are very active or my family likes the outdoor life. So right. what does this community have to offer? Yeah. Uh, and then I'll find a job there. Right. You know, and, and or so close by. Because people are willing to commute too. And exactly. with um with having fiber availability much more readily available, um, you know, there's a lot more companies after COVID had learned that you don't, you really don't have to have the employee in the office eight right. to five right. anymore. Yeah, they, five days a week. They there's can a work nice from mix home. of, uh, you know, uh, some some people just need that close supervision to be productive, you know, and, and having them in the office and, and that is good. But there's also a lot of people that don't require that and actually can work uh, remotely and be more efficient with their time and more productive if you if you give them a little latitude to self-schedule and self and, and uh, do things of that nature. So, uh, yeah, broadband access is... is uh, crucial to this area and and quite frankly that's why the governor you know has made it uh, a point every year to to increase that now mm -hmm. we're down to um much like when they did rural electrification you know those last couple of houses on the on the road uh, yeah. are the most expensive you know and that's where we're, we're getting to that so when you see things like uh the I think Okra just released, I think it was last month, some uh, funds for additional uh, rural broadband access. The number of homes involved weren't staggering, but the amount of money was a lot. It's because those last homes are that the ones that are the most expensive. They're the ones that mm -hmm. it's not really financially it's not beneficial to the private company to go on down exactly down that half mile but, or that mile right so they they the, the state has come along and helped with that and then uh and made the area in between that much more attractive too you know yeah um if for business it's a non-starter with if you don't have the broadband access they're they're really 
um, you might as well tell them there's no electricity to the to the property either, you know, because there's <laughs> they're really not going to be interested in it at all. They, that's just such a crucial part of what they do day in and day out anymore. Yeah, it's not just it. like uh, you know what kind of schools do you have, but one of the first questions when looking for a home. What kind of fiber, what kind of internet access do I have here? Yeah, um, the, I mean, we have examples here in this community where uh, they have multiple sites within an industry, and uh, that broadband keeps their inventory and their purchasing uh, acquisition uh, in real time across those uh, different locations. All the information is is readily mirrored between the two, and without the broadband access, that wouldn't be possible you know and they'd be uh it'd be a real handicap so yeah it's it is definitely a challenging time that we live in right um for everybody actually i mean employers especially are are struggling to find employees who are you know willing to come to work every day (laughs) And, and uh there are a lot of training opportunities and education uh through the state and and what we're doing you know i work with the lln and and, uh, the marsh county uh career innovation center uh what we're trying to do is set that up so that we can take advantage of that here locally and have our our industry uh take advantage of that uh more what we'd really like to see is that uh industry when you find that person that understands that work ethic that can show up uh, willing to learn willing to come in on a regular basis on time prepared to work uh, let's train that individual to move up you know to to be more productive so mm-hmm. so uh, let's get the training here uh, get the the learning opportunities so that they can advance and stay here and, and, and invest in our community you know that's that's a big part of what we do also uh, working with that yeah some people uh, you know kind of they get in a rut they're they're in this job and well, and they don't see a way up because that next step requires another certification or something yeah, yeah. and being able to get that certification um in some cases could require you know college or, or something right, like right. that additional training well i'm working full time i got yes. a family so that's one thing about the lifelong learning network is that you know they're they're hoping to be able to offer some of that stuff like in evenings where somebody evenings. can take a, a, a course a couple of nights a week and work towards that. And you're bettering that person and you're also helping that business because right. they're going to become more valuable to them. And That's where we're working with our industrial partners to where uh, instead of them paying the freight uh, to have 10 of their, uh, I'm just going to pull maintenance uh, employees all going through the same training at the same time because it, it's, it is expensive training. There's some equipment involved. You know, instead of them... Uh, their entire maintenance uh, department going through that at the same time because it'd really be the only way they could afford it. Mm-hmm. If we host it and we make it available to several industry uh, within the area, now they're only sending a couple people inst- this time, you know, this and, time and a trained, couple more yeah. later and, and spreading that cost out amongst them. And, and it keeps them more productive and, it get, and the employees become more productive also. So... Um, are we seeing growth in industry, you know, the manufacturing yeah. community here in Marshall uh, County? Yeah, it's it's a uh, – we – I am – got a couple of uh, projects 
I know you're working on something in Bourbon because I watched mm-hmm. the Bourbon Town meeting and you told them it's a major, um, there's something major going to happen out there that they they want, I don't know what. It's a five point. It's a five point eight million dollar investment into. um, It is uh, advanced manufacturing uh, technology. It's that additive, that three D printing. But this Uh is uh, and and I can tell you the name of the company now because I I put I turn in the tax abatement. It'll become public, you know, at this next meeting. Uh, But shells over there on thirty. Yeah. uh, Are going. They make cores uh, for uh, foundries. And uh, they are getting a 3D uh, printing, uh, and to they'll make the the shells. They'll make the cores, yeah, in 3D. Yeah. And uh, it's it, it, I had a chance to kind of see the operation, uh, and it's uh, it's just uh, I don't know how to describe it other than it just amazing what they can do and the engineering. It changes the way they do that foundry business. Uh, completely hopefully I'm, it cleans it up a little bit because i got a feeling that some of that oh yeah no these, it is yeah, it, yeah but they uh they can do uh some some uh shapes and things that traditional uh molding because you always had that that part line you know where they put the two where they come together, together yeah yeah yes. well by doing it in a 3d they aren't limited to that anymore ah. it's a it, it is it's pretty cool and what a what a huge an existing co- company yeah investing over five million dollars in bourbon right um I mean that that's good for that community that's also good for Kosciuszko County because they're close enough to the line yeah, yeah. that you know yeah and we work with Kosciuszko back King and County forth people come over um I was working with uh, Kosciuszko County uh I think it was last month in December um. The Triton School Corporation is going to benefit from a housing development there that's in their school district in Etna Green. It is te- it is technically in Kosciuszko County, but the homes uh, will be in Etna Green there, and that is in the Triton School District. Ah. So, uh, yeah, that uh, we work back and forth between the two. That's going to be a uh, residential TIF area that will help uh, the infrastructure for the housing development. And That is one thing that has changed probably in the last 10 to 12 years is we're no longer in competition with the next county or in competition (laughs) with the next town it's it's a friendly competition in that yeah we we'd like to have all that in marshall county of course but but we understand that you know uh 30 homes on the kosciuszko county marshall county line uh there's no reason why 20 of those couldn't be working in Marshall County. You know? Exactly. So, uh, yeah. So, you know, we've realized the regional part of things right. um, can yeah. be a benefit to us, too. Even though those homes are going to be in Kosciuszko <laughs> County, they're going to pay their property tax on those homes in Kosciuszko right, right. County. They may come here in Marshall County and work. So, and and, um, and honestly, too, they... they uh, carpenters that are building it you know the work the work that are getting it built in the first place uh some of those will will be marshall county residents working there to get it built so cool i I know in bourbon too um that you're working on like um 12th road is it about doing some doing Um, some 
growth or seeing yeah, the potential for growth out there? Yeah, we're we're looking at, at a couple options over there in the Bourbon area for uh, growth uh, in housing and in commercial property. Uh, it's it's ongoing, but uh, yeah, we're we're uh, working on that. Um, I don't CT Polymers uh, is uh, just got through some expansion. Uh, the state. Uh, gave them some uh, incentives, and along with the tax, the local gave them a tax abatement. And CT Polymers, what they do is they take uh, industrial plastics, the scrap and and waste from kind of uh, like a recycler. They are a recycler, yes, mm-hmm. and they take that and then they re re uh, they pelletize it, you know, and then they, that's can be used again yeah. for stuff. Um, the plastic industry. Uh, set a goal to use post-consumer plastics. They want to in an, and it's a fairly aggressive goal that they want to start using uh, post-consumer plastics in their recycled plastics. So you're going to see more and more uh, start to develop ways to reuse uh, plastic that's gone through uh, the the consumer used milk jugs, for instance, okay. uh, used. Uh, soda bottles, things of that nature, will get recycled, uh, scrubbed, and, and and mixed in to be used uh, with raw plastic wow, again. That's, that's... And um, it there's a couple ways they do that, uh, but there's already a, a plan up around Syracuse that is uh, using milk jugs, used milk jugs to uh, in plastic. So that's what we unfortunately that's. Because of the recycling changes, yeah, we've got we need brains to start coming up with ideas on how to use some of these materials. Yeah, and and that's uh, one thing I've engaged with uh, Marianne Peters on is that uh, there's a couple opportunities here with industry close by. To I know that the recycling mandate has been reversed as far as carriers, you know, trash carriers there in the county. And and part of it's just been that that demand for uh, recycled material, uh, the the sorting of it, the MRFs you know that that take it in are kind of were overwhelmed there. There wasn't really the the secondary market for it, and and so we're I've been working with her on how can we get around some of that and still keep recycling because that once again I go you know you get tired of me beating that quality of life drum no, but but uh, that when you move to an area and you're used to a certain number of amenities like recycling yeah you know most yes. of, most areas have just that people start to take that for granted you know that that's just part of your <laughs> trash it's going to be right there. I'm going yeah. to get two totes. Uh, two one of them's totes. going to be trash one out and, and one's recycling. And, and we've got a whole generation that's been brought up that they yes. wouldn't even think about putting an aluminum can in a, in a regular garbage can. You know, it's just, it, they can't do it. But so we've got to provide that recycling, you know, uh, infrastructure for them because that, that would be just a real eye opener if you moved into an area and they said, oh, well, you know, might as well just throw it in away because we don't recycle here. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't recycle. That's actually where the kids live in South Carolina. They don't, they have recycling centers like in every community mm-hmm. where you load it up and you take it there. Yeah. Uh, but they don't have curbside. Right. So, you know, it's like, what? You don't have well, even that would be, you know, that maybe we need to go back to that. It's just, I know that there's a, some issues with involved in that also. Yeah, definitely. That, so, 
So um, other things, uh, you know, where where we either see growth or new industry? Well, um, I know we've been talking about PMG, you know, Plymouth Molding Group here. Uh, right. They build a new They should be plant. about close. <laughs> Very close. Unfortunately, Nipsco, they <laughs> can't <laughs> get course. a transformer. Uh, transformers are hard to get. Um, and then when we have uh, natural disasters like hurricanes, uh, things yes. of that nature, they go down there. So... Uh, unfortunately, we're still waiting on a transformer for that plant. Uh, they are building that plant with a hundred amp service. You know that they just have. wow. I was talking to the construction manager a, a week or two ago, and he he showed me one. And I said, "Boy, you probably have to be careful how long <laughs> extension cords you use with a hundred amp service." You know. <laughs> yeah, so it's definitely. A, it's been a challenge, but uh, yeah, we're, hopefully we'll get that. I. If I remember correctly, they were uh, talking about February uh, for a, a transformer. So we'll be getting close. I know uh, PMG's anxious to get over there, get set up, and, and get things transferred. Uh, they're just really shoehorned into that, that plant that they're in now. I know initially it was going to be at the end of the year. Right, um, yeah. And then fortunately they're leasing the space that they're, they're in now. Right. And fortunately that company has been willing to Their landlords been yeah, working with them. For yeah. Them, so. Yeah, when we first started this process a uh, year and a half or or more ago, uh they, it wasn't even going to be close to their lease. You know, they were concerned about how many months they were going to have to pay double, you know. <laughs> but now it, it's, uh, of course, typical construction, you know. It's been expended. And, and this project is something that um, has, hasn't really happened because they are actually going to be leasing this project from PIDCO. Correct. So yeah. PIDCO is building the building for them. Yeah, that's something that PIDCO has done in the past. Uh, they they are actually a, uh, uh, they own a couple structures and lease uh, space to uh, industrial partners. And, and uh, that that's what they did here. It was, and it's not technically a build to suit situation. That building could be marketed uh, as a uh, just an industrial manufacturing space, it was built with some uh, not ex exactly two spec for PMG, but so that it if six years, ten years down the road, PMG decided you know that uh, things are are different, we could market that uh, mm -hmm. as a space. So, um, but it, I like that idea nice. that you know you're helping out a local company. Mm -hmm stay in this community yes they actually that this was i don't say i don't know if a, you want to say it was a bid thing but i mean we were in competition oh yes yes there were a uh, stiff one. competition there were a couple um for one uh most of the owners of pmg they have other uh <laughs> interests over in the elkhart county area they they so they were looking there of course uh one of the customers of pmg uh, is located in fulton county and they had facilities available so they were talking to them and um it always uh elkhart county sits on the michigan border so that you know that you were mm -hmm. kind of looking at they might be thinking about uh, moving across the state line too so um <laughs> you know it was it was it's nice to keep them here 
uh, it worked out for everyone. As, as soon as we can get them moved and up and running again, that's the, that's the main thing. But P- Pitco has been a really nice partner uh, with us. I know that uh, they actually are getting uh, kind of... Um, they they were flush with some land. Now uh, we've managed to to use up to several use other up spots. a lot of their land. Uh, so uh, they are weighing their options. Okay, what what's next for Pitco? What what you know? Do they continue to look at additional land to be developed? Uh, do they help infill some of the space that's here in in Plymouth? Um, it's it's they're in kind of a transitional period right now. Well, I mean, the only way to grow is to purchase more land Um, and obviously you want to be careful where you're purchasing that from i mean you can't just go willy-nilly no and and that's Um, why i I told pitco and i I told them that they really need to get involved in the the comprehensive planning process that's ongoing right now uh, because uh, those opportunities that they're looking for will come out of that comprehensive plan. Where, where is it that the city's looking to expand? What areas are they looking to add infrastructure? Uh, you know, and then where can Pitco take advantage of that, and where can they be helpful in, a, in that process? Um, and that that these things are all meshed together as far as like the thirty and thirty one <laughs> uh, coalition and the Propel studies because. Uh, as as everybody will tell you, the east side of Plymouth has some opportunity, but the access to thirty thirty one is, is key. Uh, without a ready access over there, it makes it mm-hmm. difficult. If if like for instance, Eleventh Road gets cul de sac, you've got several big uh, housing developments that all of a sudden there what was a ready access to thirty one is gone. <laughs> and how they're, yeah. you know, so that's going to really hinder the development over there. So uh, they they have been involved in the thirty thirty one discussion. They're getting more involved. They have been to some extent involved in the comprehensive plan. I, I look for more involvement from them. Um, but uh, that thirty thirty one propel studies, um, I, if I'm not mistaken, we uh, put that final discussion. We had a vote on what. what there, there was a, a, a joint meeting and went through both the maps for 30 and 31, made some adjustments, right. um, and then everybody in the committee was supposed to pick like their top five right. important things that they wanted to see on 31. If it was an intersection uh, or an interchange or a bridge or whatever, um, then that committee is actually going to present that to the commissioners and I would hope at that time the commissioners will actually hold a public meeting mm-hmm. to allow the public to see that. I've tried to, and I did put out this last time after we went through all these changes, the different plans for each one of the crossroads um, so people can start figuring it out. Because, you know, there were con- some some concerns in that meeting. Uh, the first one was J&J Meats. They're clear over yeah. there by Beach Road, mm-hmm. um, and th- they want to call the sec that road off. Well, how are people going to get get to us? Um, you know, and we've got actually- an individual that's trying to work on that truck stop over there. Yeah, and and, <laughs> and that is a county road access and and that was one of the accesses they were talking about called a second so now you've got a, a truck stop that doesn't have interstate <laughs> uh access. access 
So it's it's now it's these a, are all not a good business. No, plan. no uh, not a good not, business. Not not really. No. Um, the one thing you need to keep in mind is the, these things are not going to happen overnight. Uh, there are three uh, projects that are on NDOT's uh, to-do list that are definitely getting done. Uh, the bridge over the railroad crossing there, about 14th Road or so. That's right there by kind of like by the Humane Society. Exactly. Um, yep, they're going to change the grade on 31 to take that over the railroad. And then uh, 10 and yes. 31 intersection. Now, nobody knows uh, supposedly, what the plan is yet Supposedly people have seen it. I'm not sure if it's it, – from what I understand, I think it's going to be much like Kern Road and 31, how you – you oh. go go off underneath the it's a, the narrow ons and offs, offs. so it's really close in no right. no clover relief no I clover think. leaf and and then you got a intersection that's underneath the uh, okay that makes you know, sense yeah you cross under the highway right. instead of over the highway yeah and then um and it may be over I've seen that one done too where they put the intersection above yeah. you know it's one or the other and then uh, one ten. One ten, yeah. 110, Thank yep. you. I, but those are are definitely going to happen in twenty twenty eight. Twenty twenty eight. So you know that all the rest of this, you know, is I, and I'm trying to think how long I heard about the thirty one improvements between Plymouth and South Bend before they actually started. Because uh, hmm. I I can remember they talked about where they were going to put that as far as where Garner's truck stop. Back when tr- Garner's <laughs> yes. truck stop was open, yes, and they were, you know, where because if Garner's could just hang on for a little longer, you know, the the, the new highway would be going right by them. Yes, and, but uh, that's I, true. I, I I know it was oh probably ten fifteen years. I think I was that process that easy that long. Uh, I think it was probably that long. Yeah. Definitely. So so you're looking at another one. Um, 30, uh, they're going to go from uh, Fort Wayne over there by uh, Sweetwater all the way to 49 by Valpo. And when you look at the Columbia City, Warsaw, Warsaw's still not sure if they're going to get a bypass much like Kokomo did. Or they're just going to. A big bypass. Yeah, where they're just going to go around. Or are they Mm. going to keep it. On the same, uh, everybody seems to think that it, they're they're looking at keeping it on the same and doing, you know, frontage roads wow. on both sides. And but they haven't ruled out a bypass around the whole thing either. So, hmm. um, I almost feel like a bypass around the whole thing is the smartest way to go. Think about it. I mean, okay, like if I'm going over to Warsaw to do some shopping. I, I know I'm going to get off here and go in and do right. my shopping. But if I am on my way to Fort Wayne to go to the doctor, then yeah. I'm going to stay out on the bypass. It's just exactly. like at Kokomo, basically. Yeah, yeah. just uh, like Kokomo. Because, you, know. you know, everybody takes the, the 31 through Kokomo to go to, to White Castle. So, you know, the bypass, if you have to go around that way, you just can go <laughs> that. You know, but if realistically everybody just goes down to white castle there they know exactly where to go yeah well it that one that is definitely going to be challenging but i really like the idea that businesses industries and personal people are actually taking an interest in realizing yes this is down the road 
years, but we've got to be on top of it now. Now, now's the time because yeah. we we all know that that guy, that woman, somebody is going to come out of the woodwork <laughs> in 15 years and say, when did you decide to do this overnight? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's going to you know, happen. That is going to happen. Even though we've been talking and talking and talking about it, that is going to happen. <laughs> but we need to minimize that. Let's all get involved as soon as we can in the process. And your voice carries more weight when you're involved at the beginning. It's a lot easier to erase and make changes in pencil at yes. the beginning than it is once we have had sunk millions of dollars into environmental and historical studies and engineering studies. And you yeah. get down to that and you're like, uh, you know, it, it's a lot harder to move at that time. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. You're better off to be that squeaky wheel now. Right. Um, instead of at, at, at the it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, where were you, you know? Three years ago. Yeah. and it, So, I mean, I know you guys don't like to publicize this stuff, and, and the newspaper doesn't like to let people know about that stuff. No, 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 no. <laughs> but, yeah. No, 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 not at all. I don't know how we get people to – do we do we send a little checklist around I, with you them? You know, and, I, yeah, I don't check, know what the answer is. Have you heard of this? Check yes or no. And then. Um, and that's it. They want a personal invitation. Yeah. They want they – want, Something in the mail or whatever. Well, uh, you know, we who who's going to send that? We can't do that. And we can't set them down and, and quiz them or make them read it. Yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah, you know? it comes in the mail. It goes in the trash can. Because so. <laughs> I know uh, the trails down in Culver, they uh, had to have uh, some uh, meeting and public input. And they sent invitations yeah. to everybody that was along that route, you know. Well, then when it came time to put up the barricades and start moving earth... People came out of the woodwork saying, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Why didn't you let me know? <laughs> yeah, push came to shove and like, like no. Uh, I'm pretty sure I, we I don't <laughs> like this. No. Since when did when did you guys yeah. decide well, this? Well, like, I missed the last town meeting and now you're tearing up my front yard. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. That's so right. It, we sat around you know, coffee we put last that week information and out, to, you know. <laughs> Take advantage of it. We woke up this morning and tried to figure out how we could inconvenience you in the greatest way possible. That was our whole purpose today. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you individually, we were talking. How do we? How do we screw up Joe's day? And and that along those lines, we have a countywide sewer district. And remember the uh, that's getting oh, set up. Yes, uh, that's true. And the county uh, commissioners. Uh, are taking into account who they want on the, and it's not who they want. There's a couple entities that are involved in this, setting up um, a, cons, is it conservatory? Yeah, regional the, sewer district yeah, at this point. Yeah. I, it'll probably get an official name, right? Um, when when the board gets put together, right? But, but there's uh, a, but they're looking for people that are uh, going to be customers, going to be uh, users of it. So if, if you know anybody, or you are are somebody that lives in the lakes area, uh, maybe in the little towns of uh, Tippecanoe, Borough, you know, some place that looks like you know that sewer district is is going to be 
something that you're interested in and is going to affect you, to, to reach out to one of the commissioners. Let them know that you'd be interested in serving. And uh, I think that, are they three-year terms? Um, they're staggered? staggered at the very beginning. So it's a two-year term. Some will have a two-year term. Some will have a three-year term. And yeah. some will have a four-year term. Yeah. There's five people that the commissioners are putting on. And then uh, the town of Plymouth is putting one on. And the county council puts one person right. on. So. And um, it, it is a volunteer position. Right, so right. And it is going to be... Especially on this first one, it is going to be time-consuming. Uh, it's right. going to take a lot of your time and dedication um, because you've got to come up to speed on all of the various projects because you're going to make the determination on which one is going to be the first project. Yeah. And um, now, the commissioners hope it's going to be the lakes area. Right. Um, and so that's where they're looking uh, for folks. But, you know, if you happen to be an engineer and live in the lakes area or an accountant and live in the lakes area or an attorney and live in the lakes area. Right. I mean, they're looking not just for general blow general no, they, citizens. They, yeah, they, they, they want you to bring something to who, the board. Yeah, yeah. Who can bring some information to the table and help, you know, do this. It, it's, it's going to be huge and you're going to have to learn about bond issues because they're going to have to float a bond to do this project. Right, right. So, I mean, it's, it is major, but the thing that was really surprising to me is this was approved, I think it was December 12th, and they have nine months to present uh, the Indiana Department of Environmental Management with a a real plan of what their first project's going to be. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going it's to be uh, intense right out of the box yeah. because it, there is a time uh, deadline looming over of nine months from like you said beginning to december so time one of those is already gone for the most part you know and uh yeah that's it, it's so, but the, and, and I, what i was going to say was that there are projects within marshall county areas that they're looking at that there's a real need for uh sewer solutions you know some sort of yeah. wastewater but it's not you know why it's called a county, you know, regional sewer is because there are more than one of these in the county, and it makes sense to put them all under one umbrella organization rather than to develop five different ones. Sure. Because then you have uh, overhead costs uh, that, you know, there's some of these are set costs. And they're going to cost, if you have one organization, it's going to cost you that. Mm -hmm. If you have five organizations, it's going to cost you five times that. You know, because each one of these organizations is going to have to go through it. So we might as well go through it one time and then have <laughs> uh, this overarching umbrella organization. That doesn't mean that every address in Marshall County is going to get a sewer. Exactly. No, that is no. not the plan at all. If you live where there is a nice soil, you have room for uh, a leach bed, a sewer, you know, your own septic, fine, you know, but uh, th that isn't what we're facing in some of these areas. I mean, you just have to go past the lakes and look how close those houses are to one another, how close they are to the water, and you realize that those septic fields and wells are <laughs> really close to one another and the lake it's leaching into the lake the yeah. lakes are are suffering because of it you you grew up in the culver area mm -hmm. yeah at lake max and Cucky, so 
you have a, a good feel for, you know, all those homes that were on septics. And, yeah. And, and, and you hope their septic was working and, and, and not I, going out into the lake. I think they'll tell you down there. They have, uh, I think, three different uh, sewer. Dis- down at Culver around yeah, the lake. Around do. the lake. And they'll, I think they would tell you to a person that, hey, you know, uh, if we 2020 vision, we probably should have organized and done the whole the whole lake because yep. uh, two of them uh, are hooked into the town now. Uh, the one was was doing their own thing. The first one that got started down there uh, had found a uh, area and we're doing a natural type of uh, septic leach field. Well, times have changed. The home makeups have changed. You know, at one time these were small family weekend cottages that had you know three bedrooms and one bath. And they, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, were visited on the weekends for seven weeks, eight weeks out of the year. Now we've got, you know, eight bedrooms, five <laughs> baths. They have people in, you know, the VRBOs are in there every week, year round. The septic systems just couldn't take that. Exactly. So now that that they the East Shore comes into town along with the West Shore, and I believe the South Shore is on there <laughs> on their own. So, yeah. But that's and that actually that the good part about that is that actually opens up will open up for us some additional lake lots mm-hmm. that now can be sold and built on that that they right. couldn't be built on because there wasn't enough room. To have that second septic field on there. Right, right. But now when you get a sewer on there, that lake lot becomes more valuable. Oh, and, and property prices, I mean, property values, when you're serviced by a septic utility, go up. That's just, you know, while it's a, a monthly cost, you know, it's just that is something that people are willing to pay more for than the maintenance of their own septic. You know, you're... you're your property values will go up. It's it's an investment into your property values. It, it really is. And I know there are some people who don't like it because they know they're going to have to pay more taxes. Well, and, because, and there's a, the, the cost of, of yep. connecting, and then, and then they have the additional monthly fees. Um, I, I understand that, it, it, it's, but I also understand that. But the value of your home at the other end when you go to sell is going to be much higher right. than what it was. And and, and that's discounting the smaller their- amount month after month right. than having to come up with a huge amount to get some new system in or find a different way because your current <laughs> system doesn't work and exactly. I got to figure something else. Well, I mean so. we've we've heard of a home down in uh, on uh, Hawk Lake that is they can't get an occupancy permit yep. because uh, the the septic has failed. It's underwater, yep. and there's no room to put a new one in. And so they have this house that has lakefront, a- you know, access <laughs> that is unoccupied. Yeah, can't can't do anything. Can't get anything done with it. So, so I mean, I mean, it's a real it's a real issue. It it definitely is. But uh, and then the other thing I wanted to mention was uh, legislative updates. Uh, the the state legislature is in session as we speak. I had the good fortune of uh, touring Zentis last Friday with our U.S. representative. Oh, Mr. Braun was here. Well, he oh. was down at ITAMCO. Okay, okay. And it, but uh, at Zentis was uh, Rudy Yakum oh. and uh, Jack Jordan. Okay. And uh, so I had an opportunity to talk to them. 
um, just in passing, talking to Jack a little bit about how things were going downstate. Uh, still, it, it's early yet. You know, it's a budget year. Yes, it's uh, a long session. I, and, and I've heard from, and he in not so many words, but other, other <laughs> have said they have no real appetite for sending out those checks to individuals like they did, you know, they've got this budget surplus, you know, <laughs> they'd rather put that money to use, you know, and get some. Do something with it. Exactly. So, uh, you know, I think that's okay versus just letting it sit there yeah. and uh, and acquire it. Right, like, right. At least, at least do something with well, it. Well, and I mean, you don't have to look very hard and see where there's some real needs statewide, you know, <laughs> the, the Indiana's not ranked real high in healthcare and, yeah, I <laughs> and think environmental. We, but th- but know. yeah, you definitely want them to find things that are going to be beneficial to the masses. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so so uh, so there, that's going on. And uh, if if I hear or see anything, I try to keep up. Uh, there's a weekly uh, update I get, and if I see something that is a real update for locally, I'll let you know. But. Yeah, we usually get a, a request or the offer, Rusty, to run that Friday legislative update, but I haven't seen that at all from uh, our yeah, provider, so I'll have to check on that. Yeah, uh, you know, we need to we need to change hats. Okay. for you, but Rusty, we also have a break to take, don't we? Yeah. So let's hurry and take a quick break. Okay. And then when Greg comes back, he's going to put on his park hat. Yeah, all I right. mentioned uh, last time I was commissioners that Mr. Cheney that with from Green Acres, you know, that wore the uh, different yes. hats. You know that that was yeah. Me. yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> Okay, well, here's our break. Hey, everyone. This is Sandy from Simply Stated Gifts. I stopped by today to tell you about a flash sale I'm having on January 26th, 27th, and 28th. For three days only, the entire store will be 50% off with just a couple of exclusions. I've never done a sale like this before, but I need to make room for some fresh new inventory. So stop by Simply Stated Gifts on January 26th, 27th, or 28th at 100 West Garrow Street in downtown Plymouth to take advantage of this deal. Looking for bigger internet speeds at a better value? Surf Fiber has Plymouth covered. Go big with Surf and you'll get reliable, fiber-fast internet up to 25 times faster than cable. With Surf, there are no contracts or hidden fees, and you get a low, locked-in price that will never go up. Want to speed things up even more? Go gig and get two free Eero Wi-Fi routers. It's the best deal of the year. Don't miss out. Call 844-955-SURF or visit surfinternet.com to make the switch today. Limited time offer. Restrictions apply. When you want to know what's going on in Marshall County, just reach for the Pilot News. Local government, people, and places. Since 1851, the Pilot News has been Marshall County's only daily local newspaper. So when you want to know what's happening around town, pick up the Pilot News. Call 936-3101 today and have everything in Marshall County delivered to your doorstep. The Pilot News. Montgomery Wells Drilling Incorporated has proudly served the Plymouth area for more than 40 years. Owners Kelvin and Tim have a highly trained team dedicated to the highest levels of customer service and workmanship. Repair and installation. They also offer 24-hour emergency service. So for all your well needs, call Montgomery Wells Drilling Incorporated, 936-6239, where 100% satisfaction is a must. 
Those I can steal cows from a farm. I can shoot badgers. I can see ostriches from really, really far. I can cook omelets. I can play conquerors. I can draw cats on the wall. Why is that monkey in the driveway stealing my car? I wanna wear bright blue wellies. I wanna sing la la la. I wanna drown in green jelly. I wanna French kiss your mouth. I can be pencils, I can be ashtrays, I can be under your chair. I can be lemons, I can be tigers running here and running there. The phone lines are open now. Call 574-936-4096 or text 574-307-6647. Let's get back to what's your opinion on WTCA in Plymouth. Here's Kathy and Rusty. Random song? Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Random. I was trying to look and see what that was. But... It's a random song. Oh, okay. That's the name of the song. Random, random song. song. Okay. Yeah. So, this morning we have Greg Hildebrand with us. He is president <laughs> of the Marsh County Park Board. Yes. And uh, the park board has, you know, even though it's wintertime, you guys are, are meeting regularly. And actually, you've been working on uh, applying for a grant to help rid both the Memorial Forest and the trails at Mill Pond of some bush honeysuckle. Bush honeysuckle. It's an invasive species that crowds out uh, a lot of the uh, low-growing uh, natural um, flora, you know, uh, and it's it's just uh, a pain. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it. it uh, but, yes, uh, back when... Um, I, I, I'm trying to think. Um, the gentleman that did the logging from uh, Walkerton, uh, was it Bruce? Uh, yes, Wakeland. Wakeland. Uh, he used to, when they did some uh, cutting, they would cut it down and clear it out. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we want to maintain. Actually, it, it's been let go a little bit. Uh, and then when we had this uh, environmental census taken, uh, that was one of the things that uh, the company pointed out to us that there is a couple areas that it's it's really taken over and it needs to be uh, addressed. So we've gotten a couple quotes from uh, one was from them and the other one was from a gentleman over in the Bremen area that do this sort of thing. Right. And they will uh, get on top of it so that it's more manageable. That maybe we can do it on a on a on a yearly smaller it won't be such the chore that we have to we can we can stay on top of it if you can get it it taken care of basically the majority of it now by hiring it out right then your hope is that you can just do annual maintenance right yourself and be able to keep it more under exactly yeah and so they'll go in and they'll spray it with uh something and cut it and then they they dab something on uh the uh like the ends that they the cut ends, off or yeah. whatever so it doesn't come back or right. whatever. But um, it is very invasive and can go actually kind of like can suffocate out. Oh, yeah. Know, yeah. If you, if you other plants, look at so. uh, the ground underneath not, these bushes, it's just bare because they yeah. don't let any sunlight through. Uh, it's, it's a really thick uh, cover. And so the just starves everything underneath it out. The, the sun, you know, just kills it off. So, yeah, we... We'll stay on top of that and, and uh, get it. Uh, we are applying for that uh, Marshall County Community Fund grant for that. Uh, hopefully that will be successful and we can get that started 
in the there was uh, conflicting. One said the spring uh, would be a good time because uh, it leaves out early and it would be easy. You can see it before the other things, right? Come and out. the other one was uh, in the fall was more beneficial. Uh, and I forget the reasoning on that. If it, I think it stays green, stays longer, green longer too, or something. Something, yeah. But that so we'll see. It's either going to be the spring or this fall, and we'll uh, take take care of that i and it, i kind of knew what honeysuckle i knew i had these bushes around me <laughs> yes that at I the really, compound yeah at the compound mm-hmm. and i really didn't like you know and and i kept thinking you know but now i now i know exactly what they are and yes i am going to be <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to do some of my own eradication <laughs> that's right <laughs> very good um and and you know the parks are getting used oh yes um, yes yeah we uh both uh, Memorial Forest and and uh, Mill Pond. Mill Pond gets a lot of use for the bike trails, and I uh, I violate it's multi-use trails. I call them bike trails, but they are multi-use yeah. trails. You can uh, ride your bikes on them, but you can also, uh, if you want to jog, walk, they're open to everybody. Uh, they're all they've got signs on them to mark the trails easily for you. All we ask is that the bikes go one direction, joggers, runners, walkers go the other direction so that we keep everybody safe. You can see each other coming at, but, at each other. Oh uh, yeah, they've got some really nice uh amenities on that on that bike. If you if you like to mountain bike, there are some uh real uh nice fun things. Fun things not to do. Not just riding your bike. Yeah, not just a, a know, dirt a trail through the woods. Yeah, yeah. They have a, a wall that they've built that you it's a wooden wall you can ride up on and uh some other obstacles and things it's roller coasters kind of i know you know have you ever seen the wall of death with the motorcycle and the guy rides around i've seen that cage where they yeah yeah that's it yeah it's it's (laughs) think of that like for a mountain bike that you ride down the trail and you you go sideways yeah kind of on this wall yeah yeah so you're 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 grinding on the wall with your bike. No, 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 no. Oh, you're riding, okay. but you, okay. you're because of the 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 how the speed, you're kind of par- parallel to the ground, perpendicular to the wall. Okay, par- and, and yeah, it's you. You have to see it to believe. Well, if it. there's speed involved, I know I couldn't get up to that speed, so I'd have to. I think they uh, let gravity help you on some of that. I think it's at the bottom of a hill, so well, you would have I'd that crash. You'd have that. Yeah. You know. That's, That's why helmet. you wear a helmet, yeah. Get just that. in case. No, I don't wear. A you helmet. still have that 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 Schwinn Stingray? I yeah. wish I did. <laughs> I'd sell it on eBay and be a rich man. Uh, no, yes. I don't. No, no. That's. I wish I had some of those old bikes I had. Remember yeah. the old, like the uh, cherry picker? Yes, the, uh, that's the, one. The cotton crate or whatever yeah. it was. Those the are worth a lot crate. of money. The yeah. orange crate, yeah. Yeah. Those are, had the five-speed shifter on it. Had a little front wheel. Little front wheel and a big back wheel. Yeah, yeah it was, uh, I forget. I think Ed Kelso had one of those. He was like the most popular kid in the neighborhood because he had one of those. It's like, you got one. And, you know, nobody ever got to ride it either. Oh, no, 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 no. That's, yeah. that's, that's mine. Those are those are worth some money yeah. if you hung on to them. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And, and we will say they are working on uh, adding 
some trail things yes, and, yep. and adding some more features on well, the trails. They, I mean, um, they would really like to be uh, finishing up on the trails. They've got this like the last phase of some trails, and they've really kind of uh, been jonesing for this last phase. they got some stuff in, in mind. But with this uh, environmental inventory we took, right. uh, because we spent – uh, some money on it and and the idea is we want to be conscious of of what's out there and we don't want to put anything that's in a like environmentally uh sensitive area uh they, they've kind of taken a pause till we get and we should be getting that in february and then we can uh decide okay you know i don't think that there's going to be any extremely rare where we have to <laughs> You know, cordon off part of it and say, "Hey, no treading here." Not but because uh, I, I know the I know the deer don't follow that, so <laughs> they'll be in there eating it. But um, uh, there are some examples of plants that are rare for this area, and or are just rare in general. You know, nothing that has to be set aside. But what we'd like to do is maybe bring attention to that you right. know and, and say hey you know on uh, trail xyz here you're going to see samples of of this this and this and and this is as far north and as this plant has ever seen or, or we have a couple i know when i was with them in uh memorial forest he made the comment that this is this plant is fairly common down in the carolinas and and but outside of this side of the Smokies and in the Midwest, it's it's very rare. It, and the soil, soil, weather, things just came together and this plant bloomed up there, you know. So so there's little samples of that, you know. Um, I, there are, believe it or not, there are cypress trees in Memorial Forest. Uh-huh. Cypress trees. They're cypress supposed to trees. be down in the swamp. I know. They? And you and you can see the, you know, the little knees, the bends. You know yes. how the, the, the roots yeah. come out here, and then you'll yeah. have a bend over here? Yeah, they uh, there are samples oh of that goodness. out there. So th- those are kind of fun things, you know. And, and it, Do you think that some point then we'll actually, like, maybe put a sign up that— That would that, be, yeah, something know, like that. Details that? I know that on uh, Mill Pond, the east of that power cut, there is a really nice variety of hardwood in there. I mean, if you're—okay, kids— Take note, when you have to do that sixth grade <laughs> leaf collection, yeah. head down to that woods because I think you could knock it out yeah. really easily there. Hmm. You know, but uh, yeah, there are samples and um, it's, it. W- I spent a day with them, you know, uh, last fall. Uh, it was fascinating, the, the things they were pointing out. We, we came across a couple of uh, um, animals, but nothing, you know earth shattering nothing but, crazy but the plants they no mastodons or no no anything and, walking around there that we were making plenty of noise so uh sasquatch didn't make it <laughs> off, so i'm sure he was watching us from afar yeah. but uh no the plants were were really fascinating and then and i was getting fascinated by the ferns and the and some of the fungus and stuff but they that didn't seem to you know the ferns a little bit, but uh, the, the fungus they weren't too interested in that. So the fungus, yeah. There was a lot of different varieties of like lichen and fungus, and I'd love to get some. Is that like? Are you talking about mushrooms that people can come out there and hunt and eat? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I'm talking about like uh, moss and and ah, stuff like that. It was interesting. Hmm. There's a lot down there to to see, but uh, yes, and oh, and uh, 
I'd be neg- uh, I'd be neglectful if I didn't mention the log cabin. Yes, the foundation is poured for the for log cabin. There is a security light on that parking lot now. Oh, uh, good! It you lights were, it up at you night. We're talking about that, and uh, the company that's going to be rebuilding it um, have another project in the area. Uh, they should be any day now. I really expect to see a truck sitting there and, and logs showing up. So uh, presently, the logs are here in Marsh County. We tore down the old cabin. Uh, and, <laughs> They're and, in hiding. Well, we just, for, for their secure. own security. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We know where they are and they're not, you know, but yeah, when, it, when the guys come to do the work, they will reappear because we... We didn't want to just pile them up down there. And, and let them sit out in right. the weather and who knows might drive up and like, oh, yeah. pack up and have a truck. You know, what's Smokey the Bear say? One cigarette or what? What I forget what he says. Only you can start forest fires or something like that. Only you can prevent forest oh, fires. Oh, only you can uh, prevent yes. forest fires. That's okay. yes. So Very good. Smoky. Well, we wouldn't want that to happen. So. Uh, park board meetings, uh, change the date. Uh, the park board meetings. <laughs> yes, we went to the first Thursday of the month, uh, and it doesn't have to necessarily be after the first Monday. Right. So the first Thursday of every month, six o'clock in the second floor council chambers yes. of. Uh, uh, and and the, the other building. thing um, is a kayak launch. Um, oh. We have uh, are very interested. Still haven't lost interest in doing it, um, some kayak, especially between Bremen. In Plymouth, there uh, that's a long stretch, and there's a there's a, a launch there in Bremen that the town yes. of Bremen just put in. There are two launches in the town of uh, Plymouth at the parks. One's by Sledding Hill, the other one downtown by yeah. uh, in the uh, square. But that's a long stretch from from Bremen <laughs> to, to the all the way down Sledding there. Hill. So we're we're looking. One place we're considering uh, is King Road. We're looking at there's enough land there that we could do something. Um, yeah, it's uh, construction <laughs> is is a lot more expensive than what any of us thought, you know. And originally that it was floated at about fifty thousand dollars would get you a nice, you know, little parking area and launch, and it's about ten times that. The, the, yeah. the, the engineer yeah. quote came back at five hundred thousand dollars. It's like, uh, no, we can't. But we haven't given up on that. We're okay. we're gonna be exploring ways that we can maybe do a launch there in house or or somehow do something there smaller. Yeah, uh, not as grandioso, yeah. but still have people the opportunity to be able to pull off the side of the road and right. park, and then you know. You know, so you get on in Bremen, and then you come down to King Road, right. and then you're going to be able to get out there, and there'll be a vehicle. Your car will be there, so that yeah. you can. Or, or you could launch there, whatever. do yeah, down through the whole town of Plymouth, yeah. you know. But exactly. then, and uh, of course, there was the looking from Plymouth to, to the Stark County line. You yeah. know, uh, what's available? I mean, it's still, it's just that there's more. Um, uh, there are more bridges that are easier to take out at in that stretch of the river than the other stretch so and, and you are you're actually going to be uh, somebody's going to be talking with stark county because they're doing several yeah. over there and, and theirs were running in that 40 to fifty thousand dollar range right. and so they're trying to figure out how how you're doing that and ours came in at half a million <laughs> um yeah what what are you doing and so right um you know that that's still a possibility 
Yeah. So, I mean, I wouldn't mind investing half a million dollar in kayak launches, but I'd want 10 launches for that. Yeah. I, I want a number of them, not just one. <laughs> you know, so. You're not going to just write them a check? <laughs> no. no. Although, if I'd have won that mega million thing that was up to what? A oh, billion? I think it's up or, again today. It's, is it? Tonight's drawing is, I think. I think last time I saw it was five hundred and thirty thousand or or thirty million. Thirty five hundred yeah. million, yeah. yeah. That's probably worth my while to buy a ticket. Buy a ticket, you know. I mean, I hate to to spend two dollars on that low chump change, you know. <laughs> you get ten million dollars, man. That's a a lot of work for ten million dollars to get out of the car and go buy that. Five hundred and twenty-six million dollars tonight. Yeah, that for get the Powerball. Car and buy that and annoy the thirty people behind you that are trying to get out of the uh, the uh, gas station in less than five and a half hours. But you got to pick <laughs> numbers and you can't decide, and then you got to buy three different ones. But not that one. It's got to be three in on the third row. I, I, I tell you the truth, that oh. I go in to buy that, and I'm not a lottery player except for occasionally when it gets this big. But they ask you questions, and I have no idea uh, what I'm. Do you get- want the extra? No, I'll just take the, the plane. What's the multiplier? Yeah, yeah. I, I no. <laughs> I have no idea what any of it is. Yeah. I've never bought a lottery ticket. Now I will tell you who's your lotto tonight too. That it's bowling tonight. It's at eight point six million dollars, and a lot less people play. Who's your lotto? So your chance of winning is much greater on who's your lotto than <laughs> I think it will it has be on the Powerball. more to do with the numbers, the number of numbers involved in it. Does the man, number of people playing is what how the odds are mm, figured. No, it really isn't. It, it has to do with the number of people that are out there. It and, has to do with the fact that you're much more likely to get eaten by a shark. Than yeah, you are unfortunately, win the lottery, right. and you're you know, right. two dollars buys a gallon of milk, and I can't afford to squander two dollars. Yeah, you can only get a half dozen eggs for that. Yeah. nowadays, yeah, half dozen. Where are you yeah. buying eggs? Yeah. I'm Lucky. headed there. <laughs> two dollars for a half dozen. Two dollars for an egg. Is I not just saw a post on Facebook. It was six. I think it was six sixty six. No way. What they had for a dozen. You know, I are you sure? Because that's the mark of the I beast. Know, I know. I know. I I'm not buying any eggs anymore. <laughs> if they're six dollars and sixty six cents, I'm eggs. done. I think I've seen on Tinder people that are putting. You know, I have chickens. You know, this <laughs> as a. As yeah. an attraction. As an attraction. You know? yeah. yeah. Single white male with half the, chickens. chickens. With a dozen chickens. Um, yeah, I. Uh, yeah. We got to stop killing chickens. <laughs> Save the chickens, ladies and gentlemen. It's bird flu. Give well, them a vaccine. What I've heard is that the, um, they 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 think that the domesticated flocks, you know, they do a pretty good job of uh, quarant- you know quarantining the birds and do and getting rid of it. But what the issue is that everybody wants those free range, you know, they want free range oh, chickens, yeah. free range birds, and so you it's have you people that are costing. well, you have then you have geese and others that come across, you mm-hmm. know, and they bring it in. So it's not. It's not always the the chicken itself. It's not, yeah, it's not the, the egg truck. Maybe we could get them all those virtual reality glasses, and they could <laughs> pretend they're free range chickens. It could just be this wide open space, even though they're still in this little pen. Like, the how about other we ones. just do the big screen and the sil- oh, yeah. and the music, like in yeah. soil Soylent Green? Remember that? There you uh, go. Yeah, we could just play that in the chicken houses, so they think they're right? out. That's the- not a bad idea. Mm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Big screen projectors, cool. nice sound system. Oh yeah, the chickens would be Surround loving that. Surround sound. 
some of that uh, that Dolby noise reduction right. or whatever it is mm. that you know George Lucas came up do with. Do kids kn- know what Soylent Green is? Do, uh, could no, we, no, probably no. not. We could reintroduce no. that movie and really start a stir, couldn't we? Yeah. Doesn't it take place in like 1992 or something, something like, like that? Something like that, way yeah. off in the future. So, yeah, that. yeah, at that point, way yeah. off in the future. <laughs> at this point. It's in We've the past. Through it, yeah, I think uh, it would be. I think we're primed for another re redo reintroduction. Of, of so we could do a do a redo. You could yeah. have a reboot yeah. of that. Yeah, Get, uh, yeah. Tom Charlton Prince. Heston's a little long in the tooth to play the lead, yeah. though. That would be uh, Tom Hanks could do it. He Tom can Hanks do anything. Can do anything. Yeah. He, well, except play me and the and the eggs would be. You know, they would have faces on them, and he'd call them Egbert. <laughs> There you go. Instead of Wilson. Well, you know. Yeah. See, my kids have been told that Tom Hanks is not to play me in my life movie. Oh no, Samuel L. Jackson is playing me. They can't. He he's he gets all those roles. I don't want him to have that. I've already picked him out. He has been he has been instructed and informed and contacted (laughs) in case they make a movie about my life. Samuel L. Jackson is going to play me. Absolutely. Okay. All right, guys. You know what time it is? Time to go. It's time for us to get out of here. Oh, okay. Well, we can get yeah. out of here. We got got a. Don't have any birthdays today, so get them in here. Okay. If you have a birthday, uh, you're eligible for four cupcakes and one dessert cafe, a free small drink from the Coffee Lodge, a bouquet of flowers from Cash and Creek. That drawing is tomorrow, so make sure you get everything Wait a minute. in here. Today's Wednesday. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. It's Friday. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> And everybody drive carefully today. Oh, yeah. Be careful. Be careful. Anniversaries, get them in here. 50 bucks from Deacon Clemens Van Gilder Funeral Home on the line. And in the trading post, a couple items yet today. I can't reach them. There we go. Uh, the dog is still missing as far as we know. A male terrier mixed dog. Uh, Chico look, um, looks like a long-legged wiener dog. Mostly black with some brown and gray. Fur, no collar. Last seen on State Road 17 near the Prairie Lake Church. Five that was seven, a Thanksgiving around Thanksgiving. Yeah, around Thanksgiving. So, so uh, five seven four seven six seven zero two two four. That's five seven four seven six seven zero two two four. And we are all as as uh, we will let you know. Drop off for Bread of Life Food Pantry. Anything you have, you might want to send to them. The cookers, the food, the blankets, they the need bags. cereal. Pasta and soup right now. That is their immediate needs. Yes, so if, you got so if you can help them out. Any of that stuff, bring it here. We'll make sure they get it. And that's Trading Post for today. And tomorrow we have Katie Longenecker. She is a freshman or a sophomore at Plymouth High School. She is a, a motocross biker, oh, yeah. rider, uh, competition, and she's going to be... Uh, competing up at the Michiana Event Center Center next Saturday, oh, cool. up there at an a uh, an indoor arena cross event. Yeah, those and are we exciting. actually are going to be giving away some tickets to uh, the arena cross event too coming up. So, yeah, cool. That'd be something kind of fun and different. Yeah, not that Michiana uh, Event Center. That's I, I, a I, neat I, place. It is yeah, really huge. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Damish did a good job. Yes, they did. Event. <laughs> this just in? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. I got a... Breaking news. Martins has eggs for $2 a dozen this week. They oh. are cage-free. 
Whoa! There you go. Get out to Martins, everybody. Okay, but, but drive carefully on the oh, way yeah. to Martins. We don't want a big <laughs> no. multi-car stack up. No. Outside of Martins. No. Actually, they might be playing Demolition Derby to get in there before each other. <laughs> That's yeah. when I... They're, going, they're going for the eggs. Cut them off, honey. <laughs> Hit them in the side. It's like the Dukes of Hazzard A dozen there. eggs? That's a great deal. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Get to Martins. All right. There All you go. Right. All right, that's gonna do. That's it for us. We're oh, are we having a show at four o'clock today? Do you no. know? No nope. show. Nope. No Mark and Joe today. Joe's in Mexico. Yeah, so. Oh, well, Snow. dang, Snow lucky him. And others. He's so. he got a new job. He's working for the cartel, so he's down in Mexico. <laughs> uh, okay. And so we won't have that this afternoon. So okay. I just got informed of that. So. Okay, good All deal. Right. All right, ready? We'll be back tomorrow. Three, two, and one. You're listening to FM 106.1 and AM 1050, WTCA, Plymouth. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. President Biden is scheduled to speak on Ukraine at noon. He could announce the U.S. will follow Germany's lead and send tanks in to help fight the war with Russia. Correspondent Cammie McCormick reports. Germany will initially provide 14 of its Leopard 2 tanks, and other European countries which have them will deliver some as well. It could take months, but Germany says it will begin training Ukrainian